Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. America faces a choice. This is Battleground America. Here's Tara Servatius. It's still my favorite text from a listener of all time. It was so simple. We live in very fake times. This weekend, we got a glimpse into exactly how fake we're talking. And it's so insane and so unprecedented, I can't even wait till Friday for the Insane Things podcast to tell you about it. Here's what we've just learned. For the first time in American history, using their iron fist control of social media, the Democrats were able to fake economic news, create fake economic realities. Used to be folks, no matter what party was in power, Republican, Democrat, we could agree, hey, we're in a jobs boom. Hey, we're in a jobs bust. Hey, we're in a recession. Well, not anymore. I guess all the censorship powers that we've now learned the Democrats have through the Department of Homeland Security, FBI, CDC, and others has made them lazy. If their policies lead to a jobs bust, no big deal. Just cook the books and tell the American people headed into the election, we're having a jobs boom instead. The censorship ability is literally making them lazy and crazy. They're doing even nuttier things. Folks, I I can't even wrap my mind around how big of a deal what we learned over the weekend is from the Federal Reserve Bank of Philadelphia. They were the ones chosen by the feds to reveal they've been gaslighting us for a year about jobs with the federal government claiming the Biden administration had created 1.1 million jobs between March and June of 2022, you know, as we were going into the election. Well, the Federal Reserve of Philadelphia came out and admitted over the weekend they might have vastly overstated the number of jobs. Well, like, by how much? Oh, they only created 10,000 over that period. You mean as opposed to 1.1 million? Yeah. Uh, okay, folks, that that's they're not confused. That's fraud. They, the Biden administration, committed fraud to sway the markets, committed fraud to sway the elections. We literally were living through a jobs bust. This was a jobs bloodbath. 10,000 jobs between March and June. That's it? You can't sustain a country with that. It shows the true, horrible, desperate economic condition this country's actually in. How'd they do it? There's two job surveys. One's called the Establishment Survey. The federal government puts that out. It's Bureau of Labor Statistics. The other is a household survey where they actually call households and figure out how many jobs have been created, right? And these two surveys have always 
put up different numbers, but not radically different numbers. They might be a few thousand jobs off and... You know, it's not unusual to see them reconcile. Like a couple months later, the figures will be adjusted in change. But they don't change by a million jobs. They change by thousands of jobs, not tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of jobs. This is clearly fraud. It's unprecedented in our society. And so they chose, they have to admit this. They got to figure it out because they got to reconcile it. So they chose... Um, to send the, the, the Philadelphia Federal Reserve out uh, to drop the bad news. But here's the crazy part. All year, the establishment survey and the household survey have been radically different, with one showing job losses and the other showing job gains to the tunes of hundreds of thousands of jobs. So which one was correct? Well, some of the on-air talking personalities on these News channels had had you know begun to kind of quietly debate this, not too loudly. Nobody knew, and so this is the 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 Federal Reserve Bank of Philadelphia coming out and saying, "Nah, the jobs number where we're creating jobs that was fake." So I mean, you think about the level of gaslighting here. I mean, the Biden administration officials, whenever they were asked if we were in a recession, would come out and say, "No, we can't possibly be in a recession because look at all the job creation." Typically, there isn't this level of job creation in a recession. Well, that's because there wasn't that level of job creation. In an honest country with an honest and curious media, the news would sound something like this today. We had two quarters of negative growth and then all of a sudden, just boom. And I said, I didn't believe it at the time. We had 2% growth out of nowhere. Nothing had changed right before the election. And so nobody could say that we were in a recession anymore. Is the 2% growth figure even real? Or is that fake too? Are we actually in a recession? A severe recession? Those jobs numbers beg that question. They're that bad. Y'all, if Trump did this, they'd commence impeachment proceedings because they'd say he committed fraud and they wouldn't be wrong. I mean, we used to be able to agree what the real economic situation was, what the economic numbers were in this country, regardless of what party was running the country. We're not, we can't do it anymore. I mean, they thought they could even alter, and I guess they did, economic reality because they knew they would and could censor. They could create an entire fake narrative around the economy. I mean, no longer necessary to have policies that, you know, work. Now, if you think about it, everything starts to make sense. Take, for instance, the criticism of Jerome Powell, head of the Federal Reserve, for not starting earlier doing those dramatic interest rate hikes that even he admitted would cause a loss of jobs. Well, of course he wasn't. He knew we weren't living through a jobs boom. And if those interest rate hikes caused job losses, well, it would turn it into even more of a bloodbath, which begs the question. If you Google 2 million jobs, that's how many Bank of America saying our economy needs to lose for us to get a grip on inflation. People need to lose their jobs. They become poor. They stop spending. Yep, there's less money in circulation. And guess what? Inflation comes down. Well, those plans, all those rate hikes, they're based on the idea that we're in a jobs boom. We need to slow that down. Well, that was all a lie. I mean, inside these big banks, financial institutions, they must be reeling this morning. The big numbers from the federal government that they base their investment strategy on about the economy, the overall picture, were totally fake. You know what this is like? You know what the world's investors will think about this? Kind of writ large about America. 
This is just like a third world country where you're like, wow, they got a lot of natural resources. I'd love to invest. But the government's so corrupt. You know, who knows if anything they're telling us about the state of the economy is, you know, correct. Uh, better just invest in a first world market. Maybe not as much opportunity, but not as much risk. Folks, I don't see how we're different from a third world country run by a di- you know, tin pot dictator that just makes up the, you know, the economic and financial figures. I mean, I don't, I don't think we're any different. And again, what made them think the Democrats that they could do this? And it worked. Gaslight a whole country. I guess from now on, um, what if, if you run an investment house and the Democrats are seeking reelection or election, you just, you know, when they're in charge, you just assume all the financial data is fake and good luck. I mean, I don't even know how you do this going forward, but I'll tell you what. This change is coming from the fact that they know they've got the Department of Homeland Security, they've got the FBI, and the DNC itself has a, you know, a backdoor portal into Twitter, into Facebook to censor information. I think they just tell themselves, well, if our policies destroy the economy, we'll just lie about it and censor anybody who says otherwise. And it's just made them lazy. They're not even bothering to make the arguments anymore. And the size of the censorship goon squad is immense. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. So much bigger than anyone even realized. This weekend, we learned the FBI employed a full-time goon squad of 80 agents to censor you. And censor they did, taking out even the smallest accounts for so-called election disinformation when all they were doing was joking. They weren't even really serious. These people are creeptastic. They even wanted the coordinates from Twitter of the people doing these silly, harmless tweets. Accounts with not even big followings. All of it, they lied and told the American public, was to protect us from disinformation. The FBI, we would learn, did more election interference in 2020 than Vladimir Putin ever dreamed about doing. Because they used this power that they had to help Biden and his son escaped the consequences of the crimes that they committed. They used this power not to ferret out, you know, a few Chinese or Russian disinformatory tweets. No, no. They used it to lie to the American people to persecute the New York Post for telling an accurate story and and really honestly slandered the New York Post for publishing an honest story about the crimes of Hunter and Joe Biden and protect them from the fallouts of those crimes so that Joe could be elected president. It's a massive scandal. And the FBI with a straight face over the weekend, I mean, to me, their response was unbelievable. The FBI regularly engages with private sector entities to provide information specific to identified foreign malign influence actors, subversive, undeclared, covert, or criminal activities. A spokesperson said on their behalf, uh, yeah, no, you, you you, guys had the Hunter Biden laptop in your possession. You knew it was real. You slimed the New York Post, lied to the American people and told them it wasn't his laptop. 
you had the story censored behind the scenes. Their activities were so egregious that even Twitter's liberal head of the trust team, Yul Roth, actually wrote that he was pretty sure the FBI was breaking the law. But here's where it gets really weird to me. What were all these people so afraid of? Think about Jack Dorsey for a minute, former CEO of Twitter. He lied under oath to Congress saying he wasn't shadow banning anybody. Well, that's a felony. What could make you do a thing like that? Lie for these people. Risk a felony by lying under oath to Congress? Oh my gosh, they convicted Roger Stone, a Trump sidekick of that. Remember the CNN live coverage of the raid of his home? Yeah, well, Jack Dorsey committed the same crime on behalf of the deep state. You know what we're not getting from these six Twitter file dumps and the whistleblower dumps of information showing a backdoor into Facebook and Twitter over the last couple of weeks where they could just all go in and mark certain tweets and post for censorship, including censorship of criticism for Joe Biden for his handling of Afghanistan. That is practically the Department of Homeland Security and the FBI working for the Biden campaign. But here's the question. What is the source of the FBI's power? This New York Post story nails it in the headline. FBI treated Twitter as a subsidiary. Flag tweets and accounts for misinformation. And they did. When you read the tone of all these emails, uh, they are talking to these high-ranking officials at Twitter as if they work for the FBI. There's something here we're missing. What is the source of that power? Power so great, again, Yoel Roth, the head of the trust team, would flat out write that he believed the FBI was violating the law. Well, that meant Yoel Roth was violating the law on behalf of the FBI. Yet he didn't dare question them. What is the source of the power? Get that part of the story. What do these intel agencies have over these people? And you'll have the whole thing. I don't think we have it yet. After reviewing all this, independent journalist Matt Taibbi described the FBI's relationship with Twitter as having a, quote, master canine quality with the FBI in the master position. And here's the thing, folks. These revelations aren't new. Everybody's just pretending that they are. Remember back on September 14th, the New York Post broke that stunning story that over at Facebook, um, Facebook was turning people's posts and private direct messages to each other. Those aren't published on Facebook. They go back and forth like an internal email system that you get when you get a Facebook account. That Facebook was turning over to the FBI the direct private messages of people who expressed, quote, anti-government or anti-authority sentiment. So it was enough to just write, I think the FBI are a bunch of dirty crooks. You didn't have to threaten anybody or violence or if you question the results of the 2020 election. So, you know, you could send a direct message to your crazy uncle, the conspiracy theorist going, hey, you know, I thought you were nuts, man, but sure looks like this election was stolen. That's it. That was enough to get you turned over to the FBI. And then the central FBI would forward you to one of their branch offices where you would be, according to the New York Post, put under surveillance. Like this has been out there since September. It's creepy. Whatever the case, it looks like Elon Musk is cracking up. Seems almost like 
that leftist loon attacking the car that his toddler was in pushed him over the edge like he just can't do it anymore. So he puts his poll out, says he'll abide by the results. Here's the poll. Should I step down as head of Twitter? I will abide by the results. Um, Well, 57% when the poll closed said, no, you shouldn't. You should quit. Um, So he's asked by another tweeter, well, okay, who is taking over? He says, no one wants the job of CEO who can actually keep Twitter alive. There is no successor. Well, there's a guy by the name of Lex Friedman. It's got a long resume. Anyway, he tweets, um, let me run Twitter for a bit. No salary, all in. Focus on great engineering and increasing the amount of love in the world. Just offering my help in the unlikely case it's useful. Well, Elon Musk replies to him, you must like pain a lot. One catch. You have to invest your life savings in Twitter. And it has been in the fast lane to bankruptcy since May. Still want the job? Question mark. And of course, Lex Friedman says, yes, we'll turn it around. But Musk saying it's in the fast lane to bankruptcy. That's not good for those of us who are dependent on him for free speech because no one else is fighting the fight, including our own GOP leader. So we know he's losing somewhere between four and eight million dollars a day doing this. He can't do that forever. And we know the left has been successfully able to pressure a boatload of advertisers to leave Twitter because they won't censor or at least they won't censor like they were. This puppy goes back into bankruptcy and gosh darn, who's going to be running it? The FBI? Someone who's more afraid of the FBI and the security state than Elon Musk, i.e. the average person? Whatever the case, now is the most critical time. We don't need Musk wavering. I'll tell you why. Because now we know. Now we know that it wasn't just the whims of social media company owners. It was the federal government censoring us. That's terrifying. And they know we know. So they're waiting to see what the reaction is. If the only reaction is to maybe have some hearings with Jim Jordan screaming for his five-minute allotted time and then nothing happens, this, the censorship, the goon squads before every election protecting Democrats, that will become an entitlement for the left and for the goon squad federal agencies. It'll be like permission. Yes, this is a dicey time for them. But if we don't, you know, react much, uh, it will be a dicey time for us going forward. We'll never dislodge them. Right now, what we have is Mitch McConnell, uh, the leader of the Republicans in the Senate, has not even acknowledged any of this censorship on social media, much less that the FBI has done it much less condemned it. So that's a lost cause. That's all but a thumbs up to them to keep going, to keep politically persecuting those McConnell pretends to represent. The only thing we have going for us is Kevin McCarthy. He doesn't normally speak out much either, but he's got to right now because he's um, in a battle to win the speakership. So we can get, they have clearly extracted some promises from him to hold hearings and such, but will he do any more than that? That's why this time is so perilous for us. If there isn't real concrete action, again, this will become an entitlement, a norm. And our elections will never be the same again. They'll never be free. We won't even be allowed to know bad things about Democrats. And at the rate we're going, we won't be allowed to know anything at all about Republican candidates. They'll simply be canceled. We already saw this, remember, on Google with Republican Senate candidates and then in the runoff in Georgia, um, Herschel Walker um, being all but wiped out by Google. 
Bottom line, now that we have this knowledge, if nothing is done and done quickly, things will quickly spin out of control with censorship. And our First Amendment rights will only be enjoyed at the pleasure of and with the permission of federal goon squads whose crackdowns will grow worse and worse. Terra Servatius. Please subscribe on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Share with friends, family, and other free thinkers. Thanks for listening. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.